Hello and welcome to another episode of The Grey NATO. It's a Hodinky podcast and a loose discussion of travel, diving, driving gear, and most certainly watches. This is episode 114, and we thank you for listening. Hey, Jason. Hey there. Been, uh, been a minute. How you doing? Oh, pretty good. Uh, it's been been quite the, the couple of weeks. We um, we skipped last week for, for reasons we're going to discuss here shortly, but uh, we're back on air. We kind of felt like we needed to, you know, air some things out. Talk to each other, uh, talk to talk to our listeners, and just kind of yeah. uh, see where we're at. Yeah, I certainly missed uh, missed doing an episode last week, but uh, you know, I I, don't, I certainly I think I speak for the two of us when I say that we just literally couldn't find the frame of mind from which to produce an episode about kind of frivolous things. It's been a tough uh, tough couple of weeks. I mean, it's been a, a tough few months for everybody, and then I think the. Um, events of the last couple of weeks have sort of come down like a ton of bricks and, and just, yeah, you're right. It was just hard to come up with, uh, you know, diving and watches and, and gear yeah. and that sort of thing to talk about. And on top of that, you know, obviously, I think at some level this goes without saying, we've been pretty clear about our stance on, on our Instagram channels, but there were just more important conversations going on. Yeah. And those conversations continue to go on and uh, we, we wanted to take some time just to consider... Uh, the kind of the best way to frame a continuation of of again frivolous media, right? In in a, in a time like this, and I think it still has a place, um, but it needs to be within context. You know, I think the show needs to be within context, and yeah, and and, and you know, just to be clear to everybody, I mean, TGN is and never will be a you know, political or current events kind of uh, podcast here, but we certainly can't ignore the reality of what's going on around us, and um, you know, when we decided last week not to do an episode. I think both of us were feeling in a very serious way and, and uh, admittedly a bit drained, uh, you know, the, the events that kind of kicked off um, a lot of the unrest and protests and things around the world uh, were just uh, three miles north of where I'm sitting right now. And, and I just was not in the frame of mind to, to record. And I'm, gl- I'm glad we didn't. I think it was respectful and, and kind of a good thing to take a pause. But uh, um, in this, in the, at the same time, we also don't want to... Uh, you know, ignore what's going on. So we thought we'd spend a few minutes at the top here, just you know, recapping our own feelings and um, uh, you know, providing maybe a few resources and and just sort of venting yeah. a little bit before we move on and get back to to what we we usually talk about. Yeah, and I mean, we we have some we have some ideas about you know putting our putting our money more money where our mouths are and uh, and kind of keeping the ball rolling on that in a way that kind of aligns with TGN with the normal TGN. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the, the, the big thing I think here to consider is, uh, you know, from the, my experience on Instagram and, and Heaton yours as well, I think is, is there seems to be this discussion of this being more of a political topic, the black lives matter movement being a political topic. And, and one, I'm, you know, I'm Canadian and I, I took i I'm more than happy to take some heat for being Canadian. That's fine. Uh, of course. <laughs> and, um, um, my opinion is, and, and I think Jason, you'd agree with me is this isn't, um, this isn't at all political matter at its core. This is a, a social matter. Uh, it's international. Racism is international. It's part of the human condition, but it is something that we can work on. And I think that work requires people to speak about it. Not only would it have been so strange to just continue posting pictures of watches and pocket knives and flashlights and stuff while the rest of the conversation had moved to, uh, you know, a, a group of people that are begging for help and deserve exactly yeah. what they're asking for, which is equality yeah. and, uh, and autonomy. And, uh, and yeah, it was, I, I found it just terrifying the thought of saying nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, these, this moment will pass this is the way that things go. Um, the fight won't end in any way for, for black rights and, and minority rights and, and anything else, but, uh, the conversation will move on. There's always a new cycle to this. And, and it just, it just, I, you know, I'm not sure I would have, I'm not sleeping great anyways, but I'm not sure I would have slept well saying literally nothing. Right. So, yeah. And I, and, and we have both received some, some feedback, uh, both positive and negative, um, via direct message and, and email, um, you know, about our stances and some of the things we've posted on social media. And, and a few people have come out and said, you know, you, you need to kind of stay in your lane, stick to what you know about, which is watches and some cars and travel and diving. And, um, I engaged one person who I think is a listener and, and might even be listening to this episode. And, and you know, we had a bit of a, a back and forth about this. And I think we came to a respectful 
conclusion that you know we can agree to disagree, but but we have to be able to be able to express our opinions no matter what we normally talk about or who we are or what our expertise is, because this is not a political issue, and I think there's enough divisiveness and politicization of things these days that I think this is one thing that um, you know we could all just you know just make an attempt to to read more. Uh, posts and books and watch movies about and by uh, people of color. And I think it's been, it's been really eye-opening. I think if anything good comes out of this, it's just uh, hopefully people just being willing to, to open up and, and learn. Um, that's what I've been trying to do, at least. This is, a, this is a show about communities, the communities that encircle the topics that we talk about. And I don't think these communities can be helpful, can be healthy, can move forward, can be supportive um, if, if it's just a, a, a community that'll turn its blind eye to pain, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I, we get to talk about anything we want. It's our microphones. It's our show. If you don't like it, you don't listen. I, I won't notice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I literally won't. And lastly, you know, we would say that, uh, the, a big side of this would be money mm-hmm. and we'll put the links in the show notes, but we have uh, a nice list of, uh, what we think are pretty solid ways to donate could be two bucks, could be five bucks, could be more. And we're not saying spend money that you don't have or, or give money that you don't have or whatever. But if you're in a scenario where you have a few extra bucks, I think this is a pretty good way to, um, to be, be involved in, in a meaningful fashion. Yeah. And also I think, you know, uh, committing some time to, to anything, um, uh, on, on any area of the spectrum, whether you consider it overtly political or just a community based thing like, um, you know, cleaning up. I know there's been some big cleanup efforts here after some of the, the arson and the and the looting and things that were happening during um, during the unrest here a couple of weeks ago. And and just people have come out in droves to you know sweep up the streets and donate food and and you know just help rebuild the community. That that's equally equally valuable. You know, as a community, we'd love to get feedback uh, one way or the other. You know, however you feel, you know, write in the graynado at gmail um, keep it respectful. Let's, let's just have a dialogue. If you disagree with us, that's, that's fine. I think expression of opinion is, is what makes all of this great. And, uh, and you know, no one's going to shut you down for that just as long as you stay respectful, um, and just keep an open mind. And, you know, with that in mind, we, we would like to at least make an effort to put, uh, put our money, uh, where our mouths are. And, uh, and I think Jason has, uh, has a neat idea. Uh, we can give credit to somebody else for this idea, but we have a neat idea of, of, uh, of how to do that. Yeah. Um, thanks for bringing that up. So, um, I got this idea because I think it was last week, uh, Suguru Nishioka, who goes by Garactical on Instagram, he, he does some work doing some translation work for Hodinki yeah. uh, and Hodinki he's, Japan. He's a great follow as well. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's also a diver. He's based out, I think in San Francisco and, uh, he auctioned one of his watches. It was a, the Swatch Hodinkee edition um, with the intent of allowing the, the winner of that auction to choose which Black Lives Matter um, outlet to donate the money to. And he raised 750 bucks for, for that watch. Um, and then the, the winner of that actually apparently went on and re-auctioned it to raise more money, which is really amazing. Um, but I liked the format that he used, and so I decided to, to do something similar um, so I have this Unimatic U1DZ, which is the drab olive 12 hour bezel version of their really cool dive watches. And, and I still have it with the box and the warranty card and a couple of straps. And I decided to auction that off. So I put it up today. Today is Tuesday, the, the 9th. Um, and I've got the auction expiring on Friday at noon. So there's still time after this episode airs to, to go check out my Instagram feed and, and make a bid on that post. And I'm uh, deciding to take whatever money comes from that and donate 100% to Big Brothers, Big Sisters of, of America, which is an organization that uh, has been near and dear to my heart. Uh, you know, way back in 2005, Gishani and I um, joined Big Brothers, Big Sisters and were matched with an 11-year-old boy and um, kind of were mentoring him for you know up until he was 18. And then we've, we've kept in touch and stayed friends and we're actually his godparents. Um, and he's turned into just a, a fine young man. He's about 26 now and uh, doing really well. And, you know, <laughs> little credit to us. I think we got more out of the program than he did. But it gave us a, a glimpse into, uh, in his case, an African-American family, um, his kind of cultural, his unique challenges. 
and uh, you know, just also how to communicate across generations and across kind of socioeconomic levels. And I think we gained a lot from that. And I think it's it's a great organization. And so that's the one that that I've chosen to to donate the money to. So if you're interested in in picking up a really cool Unimatic, uh, go go plunk some money down on that one. It's up to about uh, six hundred bucks at this point. I started out no, the bidding man, at two hundred. It's, it's double that. Oh really? Oh okay. Well, twelve fifty is the highest bid. Holy currently. smokes! Fantastic. That's that's great. Yeah, this is uh, I that's love great. this so much. Yeah. So the one thing I'll say is, uh, if you're listening to this and you missed Friday, which is the cutoff for Jason's um, Unimatic, I have uh, a, a watch in plan as well. So just stay tuned for that. I think it will be pretty fun. Um, you know, roughly in the same sort of scenario as the Unimatic, a really cool brand. Um, like that. And then uh, lastly, Jason, I would say that if you are a watch brand that's listening to this and you would like to do something similar and you would like some help uh, getting the word out, uh, drop us a line, thegraynado at gmail.com. Some of you are, are, of course, are people we know. Uh, you can just WhatsApp us or whatever. But uh, if, if, it's, uh, if it's something you'd like to give a try in support of charity, uh, we would like to support this. I love keeping this whole thing kind of circling around watches in some way. And, uh, and yeah, so let's see, uh, let's see where that number lands on, uh, on the Unimatic. I'm, uh, I'm really excited. I love this. Uh, we'll, we'll certainly not give up on this. I think, uh, you know, the, the one danger in all this is that, as you mentioned, the news cycle tends to change and, and people move on to another topic when something else comes up. We, we'd like to stay loosely committed to this going forward and, and, you know, don't, don't take our eye off the ball, uh, we can jump into kind of other stuff, I guess. We're, that was kind of our, yeah, we don't really have a main topic for today. We just decided to kind of catch up and chat about what's going on. There's not really a topic, it's true. And if I'm honest, I'm feeling kind of lost. Yeah. Uh, my head just kind of swirls with what, what the right thing is to say and if if it feels right to me, if that's actually something I should be saying at all. Um, yeah. Th- I think there's a lot of learning left for, certainly for you and I to do to, to, to kind of understand where where our voice has any value um but but i i I think the 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 watch auction on instagram is a very clear positive so Mm -hmm. uh if if you if you aren't loving us rambling about this for the last 20 minutes show us by making a bid on one of those watches and and maybe you know we'll have less to uh, ramble on about and we can just do a watch every now and then for a charity yeah speaking of watches what are you wearing uh what are you wearing these days uh, I've been wearing the Garmin. Uh, you know, the, the the scenario is such that there's just a lot of digital communication happening these days to kind of keep the ball rolling with Hodinkee and various projects and, of course, uh, family and everything else. And, and I really found it just um, so fatiguing to have the phone in my hand, especially with the, with the way Instagram is and, and, and everything else. Yeah. Uh, I'm really trying to dial back certainly my direct involvement there. And, and really with my phone in general, I found that I was spending a lot of time in the middle of the night on the phone. Uh, you know, it was the first thing I was doing when I wake up in the morning, which is, which isn't really in my normal mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 and it's just been nice to, to, to rely on the Garmin for its smartwatch features. Yeah. Uh, at a time when I'm not going out and diving or adventuring, you know, I get to do some fun little projects here or there. And, and, and maybe I, we can talk about different watches I picked for for those purposes. But yeah, it's, it's been the Garmin. It's just um, it's a really it's a nice size. The battery life is really good. It, it looks great. It's simple. It's super unobtrusive. And then as it gets, you know, it's it's June, it's mid-June in, in Ontario, southeastern Ontario. It's warm here. It's warmer where you are, but it's it's warm here you know, as a way of just managing stress, I'm back to running and, and, you know, there's a workout every day. So it obviously it's on risk for that. It, it's a, it's a really handy sort of quarantine watch, I think. Yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. I, I tend to wear mine like a, um, like a tool watch, a tool watch or a, a specific task oriented watch. So when I go, uh, for a bike ride or a hike or something, I'll, I'll put it on and then take it off when I come back. Um, but I think it would make a good experiment uh, I've always wanted to try to to live the smartwatch life for like a week. And I've never really worn a smartwatch for any extended length of time where I get the notifications and I'm checking them on my wrist and using the alarms and then going right into a workout. Um, so I, I think I might do that. I think the Phoenix, you know, the Phoenix 6 that I have, the bigger version, um, I love the watch. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic, but I still take it off when I'm done with it. And then um, yeah. So I, I might I might give that a try uh, one of these weeks and just just see how it goes. Uh, how, what do you do like when you get these notifications? You know, I get them obviously when I'm wearing it on the bike or something. But 
don't you feel compelled to reply and then you can't use the watch to do that anyway? Um, um, well, one, you can set up auto, re- uh, not auto replies, but short replies. Oh, okay. Um, so a lot of them all set one, like I'll get back to you in a few minutes. Okay. Is my common one. Yeah. Or, you know, sorry, my hands are full. Give me a couple minutes. Yeah. Uh, like a, like a little blow it off, but the, I, I, it means I will get back to the person. Yeah. Otherwise I just, it's, it's more just like being able to keep track of all of it. It's not so much that I necessarily, I don't know how many messages in my life actually require a reply as mm-hmm. much as they require me reading them. Yeah. Um, I'm not a great replier. Typically, of the, those of you who get some of the TGN emails I reply to, could, you know, it could be ten or fifteen days, but before I try, I, tr- I finally decide. Like now, I'm going to batch reply to all these. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm trying to support my like my immediate family and then my extended family throughout Ontario with with things that they're going through and all that kind of stuff. And it's just it, it makes it nice to to have it and to know that I didn't miss any messages. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, you get, um, you get the easy stuff. Like you get some indication of how much you've moved around during the day, which is helpful when the most, the activity has been pulled out of my life. Right. And, and then I, I really like that. It tells me when I have a, a meeting. Yeah. Uh, this is like my current, uh, you know, a mental deficiency on my side, but you know how like <laughs> Google calendar will tell you 10 minutes before something. <laughs> yeah. That's too much time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I never remember, I never, now, now while I'm sitting here directly in front of my computer, <laughs> I should go in and change it to be like two minutes. Yeah, right. But 10 minutes, I see the thing, it'll be like, oh, there's an editorial meeting in 10 minutes and I'll go, no problem. And I'll go get a, a cup of coffee and then. <laughs> it's two minutes too late. F- yeah, right. You're... For 40 seconds. Yeah. After I read that 10 minute warning, yeah. I've forgotten that. So there's a lot of these where it's five <laughs> minutes into the meeting and people are texting me going like, right. Hey, are you, uh, are you coming to this meeting or you book, you book this meeting? Are you going to be in it? <laughs> Uh, so I really need to change that that ten minute tolerance. Yeah. But the um, the watch I think is great, and I, you know the funny thing is, is the bigger one is more useful. The bigger screen is really nice. Yeah. Because the the screen technology for most of these, I did actually see that Garmin. Uh, let me go on their site here. Garmin launched one with an OLED screen. Oh wow. Which would be similar to like the screen on an Apple Watch, like high res, super bright, high color. Yeah. Um, I just need to see what it's called. So the Venu or Venu, V E N U. It's currently on sale for three hundred bucks. It's a forty-three millimeter version of a Phoenix-like watch. I think it maybe doesn't have all of the same features, but it does have the high-res screen. So if you're if you want more of a traditional smartwatch feature set, maybe look at the Venu. I will say that the Phoenix Six is currently on sale for four fifty. Wow. which is $150 off. Wow. I don't know how long that sale goes for, but that's the sale on their website. Garmin has no idea I'm talking about Garmin. They didn't pay for this. They've been an advertiser in the past and we love their products. Um, but this is just me literally scrolling through their site because I was working on another uh, editorial project that included several watches under $500 for the summer. Yeah. And uh, and I found this, you know, suddenly you can buy a six for 450 Wow. Uh, whereas normally they start at six hundred dollars, um, that's not a bad discount, really. I mean, you can still buy an Instinct for two hundred bucks, which is a crazy deal. Yeah, it's a gr- yeah. that's a great watch. Yeah, uh, the Instinct. The battery lasts forever. But what I will say is, because they use these sort of not so battery intensive screens on the s- standard Phoenix system, you know, mm-hmm. they're like, like a, a typical LCD screen. They're certainly bright enough for sunlight. They have a nice backlight, but they feel two generations back in terms of watch screens if you've ever used an apple watch or a samsung smartwatch or something like that and, and sure. now it looks like they have it with the venu but what i find is the the bigger one doesn't wear that differently um but i, I do notice it just i hit it on more things oh. versus the 42 millimeter yeah you know that's a five millimeter difference and on a steel watch that's a world of difference but these aren't steel these are like a really high-end plastic yeah. Uh, so they don't weigh that much. They have a fantastic rubber strap. Uh, I, I don't know that the size necessarily would be a deal breaker for me. Um, I recently uh, loaned the 47 millimeter Phoenix 6 I have to a friend who was interested in trying it out mm-hmm. um, after using for years Samsung products. Uh, so I'll, I'll see what he says about the size because I think he's also used to kind of smaller watches. It's interesting to get another perspective. But I, this 42 is just about perfect. I wear it all the time. You never notice it's on your wrist. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not as it's not maybe as like emotionally interesting as like a mechanical watch. Like, there's definitely times where I walk into where I, you know my office where I keep my watches and and I want to throw on a sub pro. Yeah, I want I want that orange dial. I want that bit of fun. Yeah, I think I just haven't been feeling that fun 
lately. Yeah. And uh, yeah. this is so functional for me. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. How so, you? I, I, well, I've, I've, I'm completely at the opposite end of the spectrum. I've got this uh, 50-year-old Doxa T-Graph C-Rambler oh. on my wrist, which is a, a big, heavy, steel, hand-wound chronograph. Um, and I just put it on yesterday. You know, we had crazy hot weather here. It was 97 Fahrenheit, which is, uh, what did I say, 36, 37 centigrade so you know hot and humid and just kind of called out for a bracelet watch although i should have opted for a lighter a lighter bracelet watch like a submariner or explorer or something but uh this is doing the job and it has this the great ratcheting clasp uh, the original from way back when and um so i can kind of loosen it up as my wrist swells up during the day and uh, yeah, i don't know doxes just feel like great summer watches i wear it a lot more in the summer than i do in the winter and the silver dial kind of just feels summery um, even though I'm confined to uh, to the garden and the and the office here these days, not exactly doing any water sports, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a little escape. It's an escapist uh, watch choice, I guess. In other news, we have we have some truck updates. Uh, I noticed you put the you took the hardtop off the Jeep, which is a very summery thing to do. Yeah, I um I got to this weekend and I, I really needed some way to blow off steam. Um, yeah. I was just feeling pretty kind of pent up. I was pretty upset about not not doing a show. Like I want it. I want it. I want a scenario where we can do a show every week or when we want to. Yeah. And and I understand all the reasons why we didn't, and I stand by that decision. But it, it was it felt like I had kind of lost an outlet. Yeah. Um. For you know just appreciating the world around me to a certain extent, and uh, I uh, I I had found as actually some some several listeners so. I won't call out anyone specifically, but several listeners sent in emails after I'd mentioned taking the top off the Jeep, um, what to do with the top. And they sent in these, the, roughly the same guide with different um, branding attached to it. So it must be something that's kind of shared around the internet. Um, but it's a, a guide to building kind of a dolly to hold the top of the Jeep, huh. uh, which allows you to hold it kind of upright where it takes up the least amount of space. I don't have a garage scenario where I could hoist it onto the ceiling. Oh, yeah. Um, I just don't, I, I share part of a garage in, uh, for my home and, uh, I was able to, uh, you know, order up some two by fours and whatever, and, um, and kind of screw this thing together and put some carpet on it to keep the thing from scratching. And it, it turns out it's perfect, huh. um, for maybe $12 worth of wood and caster wheels and a few deck screws. Yeah. It, uh, it's going to protect that top and the top's not like in amazing condition, but I just don't want it to get worse. Right. Uh, in my care, it's it's covered in scratches. That's how I like a car like this. Like I, I don't I don't want a baby. I don't want to be worried about it getting hit or anything like that. But I do want to care for it, especially when it comes to things that are going to keep like water out of parts of the yeah. car that don't don't need to be wet. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I I was able to build that in twenty thirty minutes. And if if anyone out there is a, a Jeep owner and would like the same thing, just send me an email and I'll put it to put it uh, in an attachment to you. Uh, but it's a pretty agreed upon sort of dolly. And then uh, once it was off, I mean, the Jeep looked really fun and, and it was exciting to see. They're just like a big toy, right? Like it's a big Lego set <laughs> almost. With, you know, there's only like six bolts that keeps the thing on. Huh. Huh. Um, like the six big torque screws. Um, yeah. So I, I, I took it off and put it on this dolly and then um, drove it around a little while, like just with nothing, with no top at all, which was awesome. Like it felt really fun and, and like a bit of an escape and... Uh, then came back and watched a YouTube video or two about how to put the soft top on, uh, which was something that in my mind I had really made out to be like a very difficult task and it ended up being really easy. <laughs> uh, it took, it was like maybe one tenth the difficulty that I expected. Oh, that's and, good. Uh, uh, the previous owner had everything kind of squared away. It turns out that in all the packaging and everything for the their soft top, I think they must have bought new windows at one point because the windows appear to be in much better general condition and sun damage than the rest of the top so maybe their windows were cut or something like that i don't know uh which is great and then they also turns out and this is something i would have literally used since you know for almost a year that i've had the jeep uh it turns out they had um so you know the the front panels so in in these jeeps you can take off the panels directly above the driver and the front passenger's head they're called freedom panels Mm -hmm. and they come off uh just as two big pieces of fiberglass it's it's very easy yeah, it's designed to be very easy, and um, and it turns out that the guy had bought like the rather expensive Mopar pouch to hold these tops. Oh, okay, man, man, I've been putting these in the back of the Jeep and like <laughs> like wrapping security blankets around them for months. 
Like, like as soon as it wasn't winter, I was taking these these funny tops off. Yeah. And it turns out I had like a whole storage system just sitting in the garage because I was too because I thought it was part of the soft top, so I wasn't going to get to it before I got to it. Yeah. And I laid everything out on the grass, and we started opening this bag, and I was like. <laughs> This is something. This is like a four hundred dollar, you know, like zip up case for the for the yeah. deep top. This is great. Huh. Um, the soft top went on really easily, and now if you want to throw it down, you can kind of you can do like the two latches, just like a normal sort of uh, you know mechanical um, convertible, yeah. and then you can throw it back, and it goes kind of halfway, so it just just opens up for the front passengers. Yeah, and then if you get out, you can release these two clips that then let the top go all the way down. But you have to take the windows out to do that. So it's, oh. there's a little bit of a process. It's a little bit, you know, you have a Miata yeah. uh, amongst your vehicles, and that's that's something you can do at a, at a, at a stoplight without without getting out of the car. Right. Um, this, I don't think, is quite that. It would have to be a really long stoplight because <laughs> uh, you've got to unzip four windows, decide how to care for those windows when they're not in place, yeah, and then and then throw the top down. But if you just want to do the kind of the front bit, um, yeah. That can be done by two people in a good push. Huh. That's fine, huh. or even one person in a good push, I suppose. But yeah, that was the that was kind of the the big the big one. Uh, you know, it's it's also a funny thing where like I'm I'm not a really I'm not not a handy guy, but I don't make an effort. Yeah, if if that makes sense. Um, you know, I, I have I have a very brief, and uh, those who know me really well will know a hilarious history in um, construction. <laughs> which very very quickly led to a non-serious but a construction career-ending injury uh, involving a circular saw. And uh, so among this dolly, which I looked at and, and my feeble mind was able to decipher whether or not I would be able to build it, and, and I was correct in that, my also feeble mind thought, oh, well, I have this kind of propane grill that's on my porch. Um, it's like a little fireplace, but you can cook marshmallows over it, and that's what the girls like to do. But it, it has this tube that goes to a propane tank, like a big, ugly propane paint, propane tank. Yeah. And I thought I would build a table to kind of go over it and hide the, the tank and also be a table. Sure. Um, this is the moment that James, at 34, learned <laughs> that two-by-fours aren't two-by-four inches. <laughs> the world made a whole lot less sense to me in that moment. And, and I'm still like, I'm. there's a part of me, the part of me that like can't handle... Porsche calls electric cars turbo or oh yeah right that sort of thing yeah, like like yeah, why yeah. do we call them two by fours if they're not two by fours why don't we have a different term that yeah. isn't two numbers yeah because yeah. like I understand that like words can mean all sorts of things yeah. numbers typically can't yeah right and and I know that and I, I understand it's been explained to me by my brothers who who are much more handy woodworking types than I'm ever going to be that like they start out as two by four that's how they're cut and there's variances and then there's there's changes in the wood over time and they end up being usually uniformly smaller than two by four. But if you're just if you're just James, a guy who occasionally picks up a camera, spends all of his time, you know, on Instagram, like <laughs> you, I, I, I got I got a pencil and I got a piece of graph paper and I figured, well, one inch to one square, I'll make a 20 inch square table like a cube. Yeah. yeah. And then I'll take one by six and and gap them, and they'll be they'll be twenty inches. Well, none of it was twenty inches, Jason, <laughs> and none none of it made any sense to me. And I, I was I was having a really bad day, uh, and, and 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 I remember just like looking at this and I go, this doesn't like, why even try when a two by four is not not two by four? You know so you I mean? burned it. You burned it in the stove. <laughs> it's it's still there. It's still yeah. there. It's probably yeah. something I should get back to. Um, I'm not I'm not great. Like a lot of the cuts didn't come out very good. I'm yeah. you know I've got this. Uh, I got a hand me down circular saw. I put a new blade on it. Huh. And okay. so we're doing that. I you know I'm used to the few times that I did anything more intense than whittling a stick. I used a table saw typically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which really takes the guesswork and the, the, the art out of it to a certain extent. Like, you know what you're going to get. Yeah. Um, whereas this one, you wouldn't believe the turns I can make with a, with a circular saw by accident. <laughs> uh, so yeah, maybe, maybe sometime in the summer when I'm a more calm person and, and I've, I've accepted that the numbers two and four don't actually mean that much. Um, yeah. I'll try and, I'll try and, uh, tackle that. I would really like to have this table because I, I think that propane tank is just, it's viciously ugly. <laughs> um, uh, well, I'm, I'm but, glad you. But my, uh, my my my, the table was w- did not go well. The dolly went really well, which is good. But I'm glad you shook this down before I ever got around to that because I'm I'm even worse than you when it comes to carpentry and uh, 
I had to look up when I saw your show notes that two by fours are not two by four. Uh, this is these are big confessions here for us with our thousands of people listening. Sure. Um, but I'm 50 and I had no idea. So I, I've got 16 years on you and I didn't know two by fours were not two by four. I will fully admit that in all of my. Uh, I always uh, yeah. I, I, when, when I worked in tech support, <laughs> we always had a joke that you can't nobody's smart at everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because you'd work in tech support and somebody would call in and, and of course they would give you your phone number, their, their name or whatever. And you'd go like, oh, this person's a doctor, a yeah. surgeon or, yeah. or a, a PhD. Yeah. And, and they could not fathom how to set up a pop email address, which yeah. is like yeah. four things that you type into a space and then click OK. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you'd end up having to like literally send someone to their home to help set up their email address. And you go like, well, you went through med school, dude. Right. Yeah. So it's like there's this is this is the hole in in my kind of ability is 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 this and, and the nice thing is is I have two brothers who do this professionally. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So if I really need a table or almost anything at this point, uh, one of the two of them can make something absolutely gorgeous, uh, gorgeous for me. I, I guess I wanted the challenge. Yeah. Um, but then when when suddenly two by two by fours weren't two by fours in my like. <laughs> a little bit it was a, it was a little bit of like my framework for how i like approach the world the matrix changed a little bit around me yeah yeah goodness sakes yeah uh, so yeah maybe don't ask don't you know you can ask me for a photo or something like that but don't ask me for a, a table <laughs> <laughs> well the dolly looked good I'll, I'll give you that that looked the good. dolly the dolly came together really well it was uh but man is it a basic thing compared to uh yeah attempting attempting to make a a, a table so speaking of lacking expertise i um uh, I turned over the, the Land Rover, as we as we know and have discussed, uh, over a month ago to a local Land Rover shop for mm-hmm. for some work. Um, you know, I'm I'm certainly at about a level two out of maybe level five in terms of uh, auto mechanics. And while I've been willing to tinker with a few things kind of above the belt line that I don't have to crawl underneath for, um, I it had some major work done to it. And I'm pleased to say that it's back. I, I got that uh, overdrive installed, which was the main reason for bringing it into the shop. Um, but then while it was there, they discovered that one of the the leaf springs was was broken and the exhaust was getting pretty rusted through. So I ordered the parts and had them delivered to their shop and, and it took them several more weeks to kind of finish it all. And I picked it up uh, last week and boy, you know, certainly it's been a, a grim few weeks and months for all of us, but what, what a little glimmer of joy to, to have that back. And it's, it really yeah. is like a new, like a new vehicle. Um, you know, the overdrive was, was great. Like I said, that was kind of the main reason for, for having the work done. And it, it extends the, the top end to, I've got it up over 60 on the highway, which is significant with, with very little drama. And, um, you can actually leave it in overdrive in all four gears. So, it actually just kind of extends the gears. It's not so short. Uh, no, it's eight gears. Of, now it's an eight-speed. Well, and then if you have, take the uh, four-wheel oh, drive have high a, and low, you have 16, yeah, 16 gears. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it drives very civilized now. And then the biggest change was these new springs. So these are parabolic leaf springs. And they just, the old springs were so stiff. They must have been 40 years old and just you know, rusted in place. It was, I, I keep comparing it to if, if you walked around without bending your knees, kind of stiff-legged, and suddenly you were able to bend your knees. That's, that's what it mm. feels like. I mean, it, it actually drives like, certainly like a short wheelbase vehicle. So you, you still kind of have that rocking horse effect uh, on kind of uneven pavement. But it's not that kidney punch every time you go over a pothole or, or a crack in the pavement. It's just made a world of difference. And um, the exhaust note is nice now. It's got this stainless steel exhaust. And, nice. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. I haven't driven it a whole lot in the past week, but every excuse I get, uh, I take it out. It's uh, It sits two inches higher now with these parabolic springs, so it's really quite... Uh, you know, I'm going to rip the crotch out of a pair of pants one of these days getting into this thing because it's uh, <laughs> it's it's a challenge to climb in. Gashani uh-huh. has an even harder time. I need to install some of those flip-down uh, little steps that, that you can get for the side of this because it's, it's significantly taller now. But, hmm. uh, man, And I, I guess there's it. no running boards, are there? There are no running boards, um, but like I said, you can get these little spring-loaded steps that just kind of bolt on underneath uh, on the frame, and then they just flip down. And um, so I'll have to consider that. But uh, yeah, it's 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 wonderful. It's it's great. Oh, that's glad. I'm so glad that um, I'm so glad that worked out and that and that it's good. And and that that's quite you know between the exhaust, it's going to sound a little bit different. The ride riding different, and then having the ability to drop it into overdrive. That's that's a pretty big upgrade. That's a lot at once. 
it was, and it was it wasn't cheap. Um, but on the other hand, you know, I, I bought this vehicle for not a lot of money three years ago, and I haven't put a ton into it. I put a new starter motor and a blower motor and a few other odds and ends. So this was kind of the first really significant outlay that I've made, and um, it was it was worth it. This will this will make it a very pleasant, more usable vehicle for many more years. So yeah, it it, it was a good good thing to do. Talking about um, talking about worth it. Uh, if, if you if you want a highlight of, of the the you know again like a, some tr- problematic ways that my brain works and and responds to patients especially, I finally got a desk chair. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, like if you've ever listened to any episode I've recorded home in Toronto, I sat on a stool, oh, kind of kind of hunched forward yeah. um, at my desk. Uh, it, just because I, I always figured you know oh I, I only use my my this is kind of the longest that I use my desk in one stint. Yeah. And and now I'm realizing and now that I've had a desk chair for all of 24 hours that the reason I was not using my desk very much is cuz I didn't have a proper chair. Sure. Uh and and back when kind of COVID kicked off and we all knew we were going to be home for a bit, obviously no idea how long. Uh I started looking at chairs thinking like oh it'd be nice to have like a proper chair that I could actually sit back in <laughs> and 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 not be in pain after say about a half hour or 40 minutes of attempting to keep my back perfectly kind of held up by um while sitting on a stool. And this is such an insane thing to admit. Uh I I was going on Amazon and and Wayfair and and um Staples and everywhere else and looking for chairs and they were all, you know, two, three, four weeks shipping. And I always just kind of roll my eyes at that and think, like, I don't even want it. <laughs> and t- talk about, like, problematic short-sightedness. Because yeah. I, I probably, like, my back is sore all the time uh, <laughs> between the workouts and then sitting in bed working on a laptop. So you're already in this kind of, like, weird semi-reclined position and then in a head-forward position with yeah. to, to do the laptop. And, uh, and and anyways, I finally bit the bullet and figured like, well, I've waited so long. What What's the 12 or 13 days that it was now? And I ordered this chair. Nobody's going to care what the chair is, so that doesn't matter. Uh, but I ordered a, a decent chair, um, you know, kind of entry-level sort of desk chair. And man, it's lovely. I, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I had, I, I've been at my desk all day answering emails and now I'm sitting here and it feels a lot easier to do like mic control, like to stay where I need to be for the microphone. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm not messing around with the volume as much on our recorder or anything like that. And if I want to sit back, I just kind of like lean back. It's it's there. It's nice. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, just just talk about stupid, stupid, stupid is, is this whole idea that like if I can't if I can't do the Oh, well, the, it'll be there tomorrow. Thanks, Amazon. Yeah. Suddenly I don't want it. And, and in some ways, that's really good. I, I you know, we've talked about this before, but Kevin Rose always had that thing where he would say, anything he really wanted from Amazon he would let it sit in his cart for 24 hours yeah and it really brought his buying level down uh the only thing I wish I hadn't you know let my that thinking <laughs> uh persist was a was an office chair so uh, it's nice to have a, a decent office chair I, you know I think we'll be still working from home for the foreseeable future so I'll get some good value out of it uh but I thought I would highlight uh just a little bit of just general stupidity in the way my brain reacts to uh p- patients basically yeah it's funny uh, what we, yeah, it's, it's nice to have a chair it's funny what we procrastinated on you know a lot of times mm-hmm. it might be the silliest stuff like i'll 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 hem and haw and and you know wait forever for something that costs yeah. you know 50 bucks that would make a significant difference in my life and then i'll wait for months or even years before i actually pull the trigger and then when i get it it's like why didn't i get this it made such a huge difference in my life whereas mm-hmm. you see you know a vintage seiko for 600 bucks for sale and you're like I, I need that, you know, buy now, you know, PayPal send kind of thing. And it's like, why do we do that? It's <laughs> crazy. Just crazy. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. All uh, right. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing, but it's nice to have the top off the Jeep. It's nice to have a chair. And, <laughs> and it's, it's also, it's nice to have some perspective about what makes all that kind of stuff nice as, you know, as the last few months has really lent a lot of perspective yeah. uh, to these sorts of things. And, and both big and small types of privileges, whether that's, you know, being able to get a chair when you need it or otherwise. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, I've, I've seen some posts and I even posted myself. I was like, you know, wake me up when it's 2021 or when mm-hmm. is 2020 is the worst year ever. And I've seen some counter perspectives that I've kind of taken to heart. And that is maybe we needed a year like this to reset, um, our outlook and our expectations and kind of learn a little bit from some of the things we're all going through. And, uh, so I'm, I'm trying to trying to reframe my thinking in that in that 
respect. So I think especially, you know, so much of this is out of control. Yeah. Um, so that the stoic, you know, setup would suggest you wouldn't spend a lot of time being upset about something you can't change. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of things that we can change that, that are worthy of that energy. Um, and, and as much as the, yeah, the wake me up in 2021 or, you know, the 2020 memes that you catch every now and then on Instagram are funny. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree that, that there's probably a more productive, um, kind of perspective yeah. to, to seeing this as a growth scenario, as an opportunity to challenge some of our thinking and, and, and also just to, uh, just to kind of see the sweet things that we have mm-hmm. for what they are, things that we could not have. Right. Uh, things that could go away, things that, you know, need to be protected, need to be cared for people and otherwise. And, uh, yeah, I think it's, a, I think it's an interesting, an interesting sort of lesson in the power of uh, perspective. Yeah, for sure. Uh, oh, the, the other thing I came across and you, you were talking about your, uh, since we don't have a topic, I don't see, <laughs> we'll just keep rambling. Um, <laughs> but the, the other thing I came across that brought me quite a bit of joy this week uh, I was going to have it as a final note, but I, I think it's easier just to drop it in here because we were talking about your, uh, the, the relative, you know, changes to your, to your Land Rover and the, and the, the suspension and that, yeah. uh, which made me think of this, uh, this series that Jalopnik has been doing. This is between two guys at Jalopnik, but specifically, I think most of the writing and, and the hosting is coming from Jason Torchinsky, but also a guy named David Tracy is also involved as I think they're at his home. Um, but it's this incredible series on the world's cheapest electric car. Uh, and there's no way, there's no way in an audio medium that I can tell you, I can accurately describe what a Changli looks like, but this is a $930 car from Alibaba. It's metal. It looks, the best thing I could say, yeah, exactly. There you go. (laughs) The best, the best thing that I could say is if you've ever, if you have kids and you've seen the show Paw Patrol, It looks like a Paw Patrol vehicle, but with a roof. Um, it's a very strange proportion. It's a very strange vehicle, but it's a $930. It's about $1,200 once you add all the batteries. But it's a, it's a 1.1 horsepower EV with a roof and windows and um, <laughs> uh, 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 you know an air circulation system and a steering wheel and pedals. And they, these guys are you know deep, deep car nerds, and they're, they're blown away by what... <laughs> what what they're able to put in this car for such a tiny amount of money it's made out of metal not plastic yeah it has curved glass which would be expensive it has a crash bar front and back it has a roof rack with an led bar on it it has uh it has little fans and little fans in the ceiling it has an fm and bluetooth stereo of some sort it has a backup camera (laughs) which my jeep doesn't have your land rover of course doesn't have Um, I mean, if it, the other thing is like, if, if we decided to put a backup camera, even in a vehicle like my Jeep, it would cost several hundred dollars. Yeah, sure. Um, it, it's on uh, little tiny, like, f- um, I guess it would be billet aluminum wheels. Like why not steel? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of the strangest, most wonderful things I've come across in the car <laughs> space in the last little while. And they've done everything from getting really excited about essentially getting approval from the owners of Jalopnik to spend the thousand dollars on, on this car <laughs> to like getting it, driving it. They go through the whole suspension. Like it's, um, it's a, it's a, like an actual suspension. It's not like a golf cart. It doesn't use leaf springs. It uses uh, coilovers in the front. It has uh, King joints. It has, um, you know, a rack and pinion steering system. It's, it's such a wild thing. And I, I had, this is like every time the new video would come out, it would be like, I'm going to sit down and eat dinner and I'm watching, Jason Torchinsky and David Tracy gush over this $930 electric car. <laughs> and it, it made me, it made me really happy watching these. It's such a, such a silly, weird vehicle. And I, you know, <laughs> I guess they're, they're in North Carolina and I'm sure it changes from one state to another. I'm sure it's different in Canada, but you can use a vehicle like this as long as it has a VIN seat belts and then your normal indicating lights sure. on roads under 35 miles an hour. Yeah. And, and then you're allowed to cross roads that are more than 35 miles an hour. Yeah. So it's not like this wouldn't be like, like my parents live in a town where there's no road that's more than 35 miles an hour. Yeah. So you could do all your shopping in it. Um, it's, it's five lead acid batteries to make 60 volts. Huh. Um, and I'm sure you could find an L, uh, a lithium upgrade, which would theoretically give you, you know, more range, I guess not. You wouldn't necessarily just instantly get more power. The thing has an actual differential. <laughs> 
um, like the, so the motor is mounted directly into the differential, the, the electric motor. And I assume with a chain, they haven't taken it apart yet. Um, but you would expect it to be so much more like a golf cart, especially when a golf cart costs like five grand. Yeah. And this thing's one grand and has a roof. It's so funny how they tried to, they tried to like make it look like a real car. And then it has this bulbous mm-hmm. top that gives it that cartoonish look. But there's mm-hmm. like a big bull bar on the front, like which I'm assuming yeah, is no, some I, protection. But it's got like a grill and mm-hmm. <laughs> with like a, a hood and hood, hood ornament, not a hood ornament, but like a, yeah. I mean, it's like it's like they've tried to make it look like it looks like a toy. Much, it totally looks like yeah, a yeah. toy. Yeah, it yeah, it definitely it looks like a weird toy, like a yeah. kid's toy of yeah. some sort. And if you're listening to this and like you you cannot believe how long I'm into, please yeah, hit the link or just Google like Chang Lee car. Yeah, um, wow. one word. Uh, Chang L I car and it's these videos are just awesome and uh, super funny. I don't even think you have to care one tiny bit about cars. And maybe when they get to the like pulling apart the suspension to show you how complicated it is compared to its price point. Uh, but yeah, I, I was just absolutely thrilled by this. Uh, super super fun and a huge fan of Torchinsky and uh, and Tracy separately on the site and and to see them working on this kind of stuff together and driving this thing through puddles and doing little like handbrake slides or whatever on on gravel and stuff is super fun. <laughs> uh, it's it's a it's a it's a really weird oddity. There's no like I wish I could do this for watches. Like yeah, I guess that it would be the equivalent would be like buying a Chinese Turbion or something. Oh sure, and and, yeah. and somehow comparing it. Yeah. But uh, it would take somebody vastly more intelligent than me to uh, to make that comparison in any sort of a fair way. Whereas this is this is car stuff. Like it's it's yeah. stuff that you can see from one car to another. And like a nine hundred and thirty dollar brand new car shouldn't have coilovers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it shouldn't have uh, you know like pressed door cards or a metal body. Like you'd expect it to literally be a go kart with a roof, right? <laughs> And it's so much more than that. I, I was just absolutely thrilled. Um, so definitely check that out. And uh, for those of you who actually absolutely hate the idea, I apologize for talking about it for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> well, that's a good. It's a good. It's uh, a good button on a on a quirky episode. Sort of. Uh, yeah. Run run the spectrum from some very serious stuff to uh, to something really fun. And uh, yeah, it probably is a good good time to move into final notes. So yeah, so for final notes, we wanted to connect back with kind of what we talked about at the start of the episode with everything that's going on with the black rights movement in the States and 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 just again, make some level of encouragement towards general education. And I think here uh, we've got a couple of uh, a couple of selections that might not be easy uh, or enjoyable watching, but I think these are crucial things for people to understand because they provide context to, uh, to, uh, a scenario that I think a lot of us listening don't have, not all of us, but certainly I don't have, Jason doesn't have, et cetera. Uh, so Jason, why don't, why don't you go first? Yeah. So mine is, uh, it, it's a, a website. It's actually an organization that, that also has a pretty robust uh, Instagram presence as well. And it's called, uh, Melanin Basecamp. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff we talk about on the show, adventure, travel, diving, climbing, that sort of thing, um, you tend to see predominantly white people doing this stuff. Um, yeah. And I, I think people of color are largely underrepresented in those fields and certainly underreported or under, um, uh, you know, shown, I guess, in, in everything from North Face ads to... Um, you know, the movies we recommend, like uh, Meru and things like this. Um, so the Melanin Basecamp is an organization that was developed by people of color to kind of highlight the activities and achievements and gear and everything else for people of color. Um, and although I personally am not a person of color, my, my wife is, and you know, she's from, from Sri Lanka. And whenever we go hiking or on dive trips or traveling in a lot of places and kayaking or biking, um, she often does you know, stand out as, as an anomaly among a largely white group of people. And I found this really encouraging to see this organization and to see this website that has, you know, different sections on featured bloggers and trip reports and gear reviews and, um, you know, different ways of, of amplifying or encouraging diversity outdoors. And I think it's really a healthy um, sort of forward thinking, very positive way to, you know, move things forward, move that discussion forward. And I'm, um, I'm just, you know, kind of thrilled to see this and I've, I've shared it with Kashani and, um, you know, certainly if there are people of color out there that, that are looking for, for more information that they can relate to, um, this might be a good one or for, you know, people like us, uh, 
you know, white people, it's, it's, it's just nice to see a different perspective. Um, absolutely. So just a, a cool site and you can certainly check out their, their Instagram feed as well. So that's uh, melanin base camp, melanin being the, the skin pigmentation that, uh, makes skin not white. Um, so that's where the name comes from. Cool. No, yeah. that's a great pick. Uh, when you when you dropped it in the show notes, I gave it a gave it a spin. It's a it's a good project, and I, I like the the delivery of it as well. That's cool. Um, mine is actually a uh, a Netflix documentary, which they're now offering for free on uh, YouTube, which is just called Thirteenth, and it's a uh, it's a Oscar nominated uh, film that won the best documentary at the Emmys and the BAFTAs and the ends. AACP Image Awards uh, the year that it came out and it's basically a look at the U.S. prison system and how there's you know long-standing racial inequality drives the high rate of incarceration among blacks in America and I think this is absolutely crucial viewing if, especially if, if the goal is like we're saying to you know understand uh, more than speak necessarily and in this case I think this is a great way to uh, to see one side of uh, the systemic racism and, and some of the problems that that could be treated and aren't being. So that's uh, I don't think there's a lot more to say there, but it is now free, so you don't even need a Netflix, uh, uh, you know, account. Uh, you can just watch it on your own. It's an hour and forty minutes. It's not an easy viewing. Um, it's uh, but I think it is something worth uh, worth seeing and a scenario certainly worth understanding. Hmm. That's good. That's great. And if you yeah. do have a Netflix account, I've noticed that they're highlighting. Uh, um, yeah, there's a lot now. It's there's great. a lot now that, that's being highlighted on Amazon and Netflix that are kind of around some of these topics. So um, if you're looking for that sort of thing, it's uh, a little easier to find. Um, but I'll check this one out. If you have anything to add to the, the, a sort of list of things that you think we should be watching or, or intaking or understanding, by all means, send us a note to thegraynado at gmail.com. And of course, if you have any feedback about today's episode or suggestions for future episodes or anything of the ilk, uh, the Graynado at gmail.com. And if you'd like to get your question and answer audio question included in June's Q&A episode, which will be in a few weeks, again, thegraynado at gmail.com. Well, as always, thanks so much for listening. And please hit the show notes via hodinky.com or the feed for more details. And you can follow us on Instagram. I'm at Jason Heaton. James is at J.E. Stacy, And be sure to check out my post where I'm auctioning that Unimatic watch to raise money for Big Brothers Big Sisters. Thanks a lot for that. And yeah, if you have any questions, write thegraynado at gmail.com, as James said, and keep those voice memos coming. Please do subscribe and review wherever you find your podcasts. Music throughout is Siesta by Jazzar via the free music archive. And we leave you with this quote from George Bernard Shaw, who said, Those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. <laughs>